Saturday with Conor Momongon on RTE Radio 1. Fulcher Overish, and Shalom Fos, Minister of State and Green Party TD, Joe O'Brien, Independent TD for Wexford, Verona Murphy, and Roisin Shorthold, Social Democrats TD for Dublin North West. Well, Minister Joe O'Brien, there's a number of stories in the newspapers today in relation to your own brief as Minister of State for Integration. Can we start off a piece on the front page of the Irish Times about 1,600 refugees currently living in hotels who are now being contacted uh, to tell them they'll be moved on? Can you tell us about where they'll be going to and when they'll be going there? I, I don't have specifics for you, Colm. I think it's always important when we talk about this situation with accommodation pressure to just remind ourselves of the wider context that we're in. Uh, there is a war in the Ukraine. Uh, there are people fleeing for their lives. Uh, this time last year, uh, my department accommodate, were accommodating 8,000 people. We're accommodating about 80,000 people now at the moment. Okay, but I suppose and, no, and this is the context nobody the knows that better than the people who fled yeah. from war in Ukraine. And what they would like to know from you as Minister for Integration is, where is their next port of call? I, I can't tell you the specifics of that case. I don't oversee the accommodation bit directly. Uh, but this is a, an ongoing practice, uh, unfortunately, where our priority for everyone who comes here looking for protection is to provide them shelter. Could you tell them what, what, what at the basic minimum, what kind of accommodation they might be expecting to be going to? I, again, I don't know the specifics of the case that's being mentioned. Um, this is uh, beneficiaries of temporary protection. Right. Uh, well, the, it, it's not a case. It's 1,600 cases. Yeah, but it's of a particular cases of accommodation setups, I suppose. I'm assuming it's beneficiaries of temporary protection. It's likely they're going to be moved to service accommodation uh, elsewhere in the country. We've managed as much as we can and we do it quite a lot and it doesn't make the news where a contract ends. We rehome people or rehouse people in the locality that they're in to make sure that the disruption is minimised. We do try our best to minimise the disruption, but the situation is very okay. pressing. Well, Shelter uh, uh, is number one and we, we're largely uh, being, able to, being able to accomplish that. Do you have the figures for how many hotels are not going to renew their contracts with government to home people who are refugees or asylum seekers or people seeking international protection? I, I don't have the figures because it's an ongoing process. We are continually bringing on new contracts as well, but we do have a problem. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. We do have a problem in the upcoming weeks and months in terms of likely uh, uh, ending of contracts uh, where we don't have adequate contracts coming on to replace them. But there is very intensive work to add more contracts as we go along. And would you accept that the delay in paying certain providers of accommodation has been a factor maybe in their reluctance to renew contracts? Uh, I, I'm not sure. We're, we're doing well now in terms of catching up on that. We are looking to get more staff to speed that process up as well. Uh, again, it's 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 a symptom of the situation that we're in in terms of in terms of the war effort and the pressure that the Department of Children in particular is under in terms of trying to do all these new things that weren't required of the department 12 months ago. And I think it's it's coping at the moment, but the pressure is, is undoubted. But but just coping, just about. Look, uh, as I said, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We have we have situations like this that are far from ideal. We're not being able to we're not able to accommodate everyone at the moment that's actually right. looking for shelter as and well. How much do you owe to hotels? What's the ballpark? I, I don't on have that figure on that. It's more uh, column. Okay, and is the is the department under too much pressure? Well, we 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 need more resourcing. That's in the pipeline. We need more people on 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 the invoices that are coming in as well. That's in the pipeline as well. It's what's been discussed uh, quite intensively over the last right. couple of weeks. At the there was a figure of forty well. million euro owed to hotels mentioned. Is, is it still at that level? 
I, I don't have the figure right. on that. Verona Murphy? Yeah, I, I think it's a symptom of government's understanding of how business operates that they think that they can be owed three months um, worth of invoices to huge figures and huge sums and can carry on. Staff being paid in excess for three months without being paid by government is just just not workable and I think that's why you're seeing it now act as a deterrent for renewal of contracts and providing accommodation for the future plus we're coming into a different season but look I think Joe to be fair the department's overwhelmed in general Rodney uh, Roger O'Gorman's department We've seen them call for action from all other government departments. It hasn't been, as far as I'm aware, reciprocal. And I think that's a significant issue. We are pretending that it's been dealt with. It clearly is not. Roisin Shortall. Yeah. I wouldn't underestimate the challenges posed by this. I mean, there's been a huge influx of people into the country over the past year in particular. And like that has come on top of a housing crisis. So there's major uh, situation there in relation to the lack of accommodation. But, you know, government needed to step up to this. They needed to ensure that there were at least sufficient people to manage the situation. Um, it, it, I, I have a lot of sympathy for Roderick O'Gorman because he was essentially left carrying the can on this. It should, there should have been a whole of government response. And while it's all very well and due respect to Joe, it's all very well to appoint a Minister of State with responsibility. What that department needed was additional staff and staff should have been redeployed from other government departments. So we're now in a situation and this has been known from the very beginning that, you know, in the spring of this year, we were going to face this huge pressure because of the fact that hotels wanted their rooms back. It is, though, unforgivable in my view that the government didn't pay its bills. So, you know, there's a very substantial amount of money owed. The other thing I would just say is that there are many premises that have been identified over the last year that would have been suitable. A case in point is Bagot Street Hospital. I was in touch with the department about this almost a year ago. All right, okay. Local residents were very keen. They're on board and there are some architects who believe... philanthropist, you know, and very little right. has been done about but this. There's also, and, and the Jury's Hotel. To be fair, and, and, and it was and going to cost seventeen million. And, and yeah. in the opinion of Mel Reynolds, the architect, that seventeen million is worth every penny in terms of what it would save in hotel accommodation. Yeah. You know what? In a medium to long term project, yes. And I think there is there is merit to looking at Bagot well, Street, and I, and I think it should be looked at. Uh, we have very pressing needs at the moment, and I think we had a government decision well, during the week as well. Well, clearly, that will then, if the I can just say the answer, Joe, is it takes us twenty weeks to build a three bed semi detached home, but it takes two years to get through the planning process. The, I'm I'm of the opinion now that we seriously need to declare an emergency in relation to housing and look at how we can alleviate the planning process by compliance right. with but county let, development plans. Let's just plans. stick to the issue of refugee Colum, accommodation. Colum, it is refugee. We're spending a billion euros on modular homes on OPW sites that were never ever intended to be residential. We can build three bed. Well, actually, it's 145,000 euros per modular unit and we're expected to provide 700. That's just short of a billion. The 20 million being discussed is only for the preparation of the site. I want to move on to to just another aspect of this because uh, you have 20 million euro, a new budget to develop five larger accommodation centres. What sites are going to be developed with that, with that money, and, and to what extent? There is an assessment process ongoing, but I suppose this is specifically addressing the issue that we were just talking about. 
where there is, and this is accepted, an over-reliance on private providers, an over-reliance on hotels. We need to move away from that. It's policy in the white paper on direct provision to move away from that. We had started doing that process. The government decision during the week will now thankfully accelerate that. Again, though, it, it will give us medium to long-term accommodation, but it's the model For going forward. It's people. the model going forward where the state has control of the accommodation uh, and can place the people in it in, in the numbers. That's that's that seems to be just the theory of it. And like the Catherine Day report, it's, ha- ca- it's happened. There are, there are specific two, places sorry, being looked at. The Catherine Day time, report called for two new reception centres to be built on a modular basis, and that they should be open by May of this year. Is Thornton now, Hall again, one of them? Joe you're way behind the curve. Is Thorn- yeah, is Catherine Thor- Day report is written in a very different context. Okay, let's but not let's recognise the let, principles just, of it, which are being is carried forward. Is Thornton Hall one of those sites? Thornton Hall is one of the five sites. And Colin Barrett's in Correct, yes. Yeah. And and the and the fact that the Taoiseach's department is talking about a budget of fifty million euro to develop projects for accommodation with more likely to follow this year and next. This is the refurbishment strand that has already started and that has has produced beds as well. And would it not has, make and sense? Now being accelerated would it not make well? sense to either put everything into the Taoiseach's department for a cross departmental approach or put that fifty million into yours or Roderick O'Gorman's department? Well, housing is helping quite a bit with this. That's where the refurbishment strand is actually working out of at the moment as well. And that will produce beds. The modular that's on five sites with five others being explored as well. That's working out of OPW as well. So other departments are assisting significantly in this regard as well. Roshin Shorto, what do you think that signals? That 20 million uh, to Joe Bryan's department and 50 million to the Taoiseach's department, is there... As well, a former minister, what, what look, would you be thinking in I that think position? I think the important thing is that responsibility is taken for this. And we deal with the but, whole question of immigration in the round. Like there are a whole lot of aspects to it. Obviously, accommodation is a key aspect and there is a crisis there at the moment. And there needs to be much greater priority given to the refurbishment of existing mm. buildings. But like there's also the integration piece. Like who's well, responsible just, for that? What about the education piece that needs to I, be I just I just want to go know, back to Joe O'Brien on that. Yeah, I mean, it needs to be dealt with in the round. Absolutely, I agree. And, and noted in the in the government decision this week is, is, a, is a commitment to start developing a migration agency as well, which will look at the issue in the round in a more comprehensive way as well. The education response has been very strong, I would say, on the integration side of things as well in terms of cross-government uh, cooperation. And what, and, what, and what Verona Murphy man, uh, mentioned there on, on improving the speed of planning decisions and the like. And there is a, currently a planning bill that makes a virtue oh. of cutting through uh, the red tape. Is that going to be used for I, sites like I, these? Again, I suppose, again, that's exactly what we want to cut through these five sites. We'll hopefully be able to move faster on them. We're learning quite a bit at the moment as well in terms of the modular that's ongoing on the five sites. Uh, these will be a different type of modular. Uh, again, we're there looking at 400 beds sites. to start with. Uh, there are the, there, seven sites. There's five in the in the there's government f- agreement from today. Sites. There was an initial five in terms of the housing, and there's other, there's and five other are, sites are they, being looked at. As are well. they being built now? Which how in in how many areas are modular homes being built now? Because according to the five. Department of Housing, rapid build houses are going to be located in Cavan Town, Mahan in Cork, Thurles in Tipperary, Durley Park County, Sligo, and Clare Morris County, yeah, Sligo. Five. Five. Yeah, those five are are, are ongoing. Ground is as, broken on as that. As we speak, I don't know the exact uh, place in the timeline that each of them are, but yeah, there we're going to see structures there. In My the, in information, the next few weeks. Joe, from PAC and when the Department of Housing appeared before us, and and as well as your own department. It, the cost of preparing the sites will be in or around 140 million. The cost of the modular homes, when completed, and delivery of seven to eight hundred modular. Well, where homes, are you getting seven from? 
the seven sites, yeah. they're, they're, well, Joe has just said there's 10, five that are actually in being and five that are proposed. So that's 10. My information yeah. is that there are seven um, and I'm not going to reel off where they are. The okay. point is the cost of what we're doing is mind boggling and it does not make sense in the long term. We are segregating what should be an integration process. We are placing people in situations in the countryside, all around rural Ireland, where we cannot successfully integrate. Migration needs to be adapted into employment at some point, and we are not helping ourselves w- Would you accept that, that criticism, Joe O'Brien? Th- th- there are some points I would take there as well. I, w- I would say these modular homes that are being built, they will last for 50, 60 years. At the moment, Ukrainians have we could temporary, build temporary permission quicker. to be in the country for the next 12 months. We could actually build houses quicker, Joe. The, the whole integration piece, though, is really important. And we've seen how, you know, local communities are concerned because they don't get information. And there's no plan in terms of managing uh, Can the I integration just say, of, of, just you know, maybe finish. 150, 200 people into a local community. And Can that's why there's so much suspicion. And that's there is it, a it's why I'm saying just that, that, that concentration this, we'll well, well, I'm asking the integration because part. in Wexford the integration is actually working quite well. The problem as I see it in Wexford and as my people come to me, those who are supporting the migrants, they're not being given enough support from government right. on a local right, to, basis. To Joe Bryan, right, I would briefly. like to say two very important things in terms of the very valid points that have been raised there at the moment. At the moment in the Taoiseach's, my department, we're in community development and Department of Children are working with Taoiseach's and other department to develop two new things. One is a community engagement function mm-hmm. that's progressing quite well. Uh, I would accept that information provision to communities where new accommodation centres have been opened has not been done as well as it could be. This new community engagement function will improve that. There is also a whole communications campaign that is being developed as well to try to counter a lot of the myths and misinformation that's going on, going on in, in, in communities right. across the country. Which okay, can be countered by supporting the local right. volunteers just, on the ground. Before we get to a short break,